Hello, I'm Mike Baselli, your host for this podcast and the global community that has rallied around it. During this episode, we spent time with a seasoned healthcare innovation leader and serial entrepreneur who has been positively impacting our nation's health for many years and discussed why he is dedicated now more than ever in furthering his life's mission. Kevin Riddleberger is a co-founder and chief strategy officer for Dispatch Health, a company laser-focused in creating the most advanced and complete in-home care model in the world. By offering on-demand health care for people of all ages in the comfort of their home, Dispatch Health is helping to reduce unnecessary emergency room visits and hospitalizations and is improving clinical outcomes while decreasing burdensome costs for the overall healthcare system. While together, Kevin highlighted the journey him and his team have been on over the past several years while building their high-growth company, as well as how Dispatch Health is meeting the current needs of their communities due to COVID-19. Additionally, Kevin shared insight as to what the future and expanded model at Dispatch Health will look like, which is incredibly exciting and inspiring. I'm eager for you to learn from Kevin, someone who I highly admire and is an industry leader who is deeply passionate and committed to moving the health of our nation forward for years to come. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Kevin, welcome to our podcast and thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Really excited to have this conversation with you. Well, Kevin, I'm grateful for the many years I've been able to call you a friend, a mentor, and someone I highly admire. So as you can imagine, I'm fired up to have you on the podcast today and for our global community to meet you and to learn about all the wonderful work happening at Dispatch Health. But before we dive into the inspiring work happening in your camp, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to join our free online community at passionatepioneers.com in order to share feedback and ideas and to interact with the global ecosystem. If you're listening to this episode via our online community, thank you for being with us. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, Kevin, it's almost time to learn how Dispatch Health is creating the most advanced on-demand in-home healthcare model in the country. But first, let's take a moment to break the ice a bit so our community can get to know you. I'm going to select one of three questions here. All right. Well, this is probably uh, more salient than ever, given we can't really travel at the time at this time with uh, the pandemic. Where's your favorite place on earth and why? Great question. I've traveled to many great places doing medical missions in Rwanda, India, but my favorite place is going to Kauai, Hawaii. So I'm able to escape, love the culture, love the speed, being able to get in the outdoors, you know, hike, you know, water sports. Uh, it's just a place for myself and my family to really get away and enjoy everything that Kauai has to offer. Now, in regards to Hawaii, you're now, I think, the third or fourth guest that has mentioned Hawaii, and I'm a big fan as well. I've gone to Maui a number of times. I have not been to Kauai. Have you been to other places in Hawaii, and why then Kauai, if so? Yeah, I've actually been to most of the Hawaiian islands, 
And I keep on coming back to, you know, when I first went to Kauai years ago, I said to my wife that this is heaven and we've gone to other islands. Uh, my wife has a dermatology conference that rotates on every Hawaiian island every year, but we keep on, you know, gravitating back to Kauai as kind of our place that is a nice opposite of the fun that we have up in the mountains here in, in Colorado as well. But yeah, Kauai's place. Yeah, I've heard that from many friends, so definitely on the list as well. So, well, thank you for sharing that, Kevin. Hawaii is a great place for sure. Well, you and the Dispatch Health team, you've been at it now for almost seven years. I can't wait for the community to hear about all the wonderful work happening in your camp. But, of course, uh, you and Dr. Prather just didn't, uh, you know, one day arrive to operating this now national company. Can you take us back a bit, Kevin, rewind the clock, share a little bit of your journey of how you are now today's chief strategy officer and co-founder of Dispatch Health, but share that backstory because I know it's so important. I've been able to spend a lot of time with you and it is a great backstory. So if you could rewind the clock for us a bit before the days of Dispatch Health, and then we'll dive into Dispatch Health after that. Yeah, no, I think it dates back. I've been in healthcare for 20 plus years. You know, I practice as a physician assistant for about 12 years here in the Colorado area, as well as in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was always striving, wanting to push healthcare forward, but restricted in, in a way in, in terms of how we were in that daily grind of seeing patients every day and really boxed in to a degree as to what you could really do and shape to be able to push healthcare forward. And so I was craving to learn more, went back to business school to learn really the aspects of how healthcare operated from a business standpoint and jumped ship. I thought I was going to go up a more of a health administration route and jump ship from clinical medicine to get my feet wet in a startup world with a company called iTriage. This was a company that started in Colorado by a couple ER docs. And, you know, I just love the energy in that startup, you know, world uh, where you're able to bring kind of that knowledge from the business side, as well as as a clinician to actually changing healthcare on a daily basis, you know, by leveraging technology, software development. That's where I met my co-founder, uh, Mark Prather, who is a ER doc, uh, where we got talking about, you know, how could we take the next step to be able to push healthcare forward. If you remember with, with iTriage, which was uh, acquired by Aetna, um, was helping patients uh, direct them to the appropriate level of care uh, using a mobile app um, and a symptom processor uh, that we built. We wanted to take the next step and to be able to push healthcare uh, and deliver that healthcare to patients where they're at in inside the home. And so that's where we had an opportunity to be able to study a model um, back in 2013 uh, with a, a partnership with an EMS agency uh, here in, in the Denver area to be able to study, could we deliver safe care through the 911 system um, and to be able to deliver that uh, care to them where they were at, um, at, at a high quality, at a, at a low cost. And we had great success over the course of that 18-month proof of concept pilot. And that's where we really got the momentum uh, to push Dispatch Health, you know, forward. 
And so again, that was a number of years ago. And of course, any good startup things uh, pivot, things change, and, and you kind of find your niche in the marketplace. How much has Dispatch Health changed since those early days? And when did you guys really find your swim lane and that aha moment like, okay, we are definitely on to something? Yeah, and it seems like every two years, we've added different capabilities onto our platform of delivering care in the home. We, like I said, we started in the EMS space back in 2013. We continue to operate in the EMS space, and there's a lot of actually exciting work that's happening out of CMS, CMMI, uh, relative to the ET3 uh, model of care, which technically we've been model or we've been working and delivering for the last seven years. So a lot of work, you know, still happening in the EMS space and continue to operate there. We then uh, in 2015 put vehicles on the road where individuals could actually contact us directly for their acute illnesses and injuries. And so this is really what Dispatch Health is known for to a degree to be able to intervene, deploy a medical team to be able to avoid uh, ER visits uh, inside the home. Uh, then in 2017, um, as we started to expand our partnerships with health systems as well as payers, there was an opportunity to be able to help those entities decrease their readmissions uh, on patients that were transitioning out of the hospital. These are the top third of, of patients that are, are sick um, and identified as the high risk for readmission, or they may have a social gap or um, a, a extended amount of time to be able to get back into the primary care physician. We were then intervening to be able to help proactively um, uh, treat those individuals 24 to 72 hours after their transition out of the hospital to decrease those readmissions. And then in 2019, um, really spent the whole year uh, and then deployed um, uh, this model in 2019 to deliver hospital level of care inside the home. Uh, SEMA and, and team at CMS is now coining this as hospital without walls. Uh, we're now delivering hospital level of care, individuals that actually meet admission uh, criteria inside their home. So never actually stepping foot into the hospital or the ER at all, we're able to wrap those more advanced level of care around them. So, you know, if you think about it, EMS, uh, ER, SNF substitution, hospital, you know, substitution, um, you know, we have some, um, you know, great value prop, you know, relative to, to driving high quality of care, as well as decreasing the cost of care of, of caring for individuals safely inside the home. Well, thank you for that. And Kevin, we're going to dive a little deeper into that here in just a moment. But I want to go back to that moment in 2015, where you mentioned, we're starting to have these cars, we're taking them to the patient. But that just seems completely antithetical to how the healthcare industry was built, right? Where we think, oh, we have to have, you know, heads and beds. We have to have patients come through the doors. We have to have these billing events. Did the industry or executives in the industry think you and Dr. Prather were, were nuts for this idea? I'll stop there because again, it's this orthodoxy of that's how it's always been. But when you had this model in 2015, did people look back at you and think you guys are crazy? Uh, yes, you know, to a degree. I mean, we're not in the typical playbook of healthcare delivery. And so if you look at the history in terms of care in the home, you know, obviously people think about skilled and non-skilled home health agencies delivering, you know, care in the home. That has continued to rise. You then look at individuals actually delivering home-based primary care. And there's great demonstration project out of CMMI with independence at home, and that continues to operate and have great success 
for Medicare beneficiaries that are you know, homebound to be able to deliver that care. There wasn't anyone delivering care for ER substitution, so a, a high acuity level of care, bringing you know, a CLIA lab into the home, bringing an ER trained provider you know, into the home, being able to suture up uh, lacerations, being able to place Foley's, uh, replace um, G-tube replacements um, you know, into the home. Um, there was no one doing that. And so we really had to carve that niche, um, work with our payer partners on determining, all right, how do we actually get paid for the service? There really wasn't a revenue model you know, for us um, as we built the company. And so um, we've had to work really closely uh, with our payer partners to be able to continue to, to demonstrate value to them, demonstrate how we are removing costs within the system, which we know uh, we are not doing a fantastic job of um, historically in this country is, is to drive value in healthcare. And, and that's exactly what our mission is, is centered around is really that, that quadruple aim. And it just is so reassuring that we're actually delivering on that quadruple aim from improved provider experience, improved patient experience, uh, improved clinical outcomes and, and, and uh, improved cost of care. And so, so it's, it's been, it's been great. It's been a, a ton of work. Um, but um, very fulfilling, you know, over the years to be able to scale our model um, across the country now treating uh, over 175,000 patients, you know, over the last five years. And how about uh, some of that feedback from the patient? You know, I've seen some of the feedback and actual stories in the media here locally, but it seems like the patient is just absolutely loving this model. Do you, do you have anything to share there for the audience? Yeah. And so, you know, we are very, very focused on the end-to-end, you know, patient experience. It's something that, to be honest with you, has has lacked in, in healthcare. You know, from if you look at your typical, you know, last time that you went to the emergency department, you know, for care, probably not a wonderful experience from, you know, driving yourself there to the waiting room experience to, um, you know, to the staleness, you know, of, of being into the, the ER itself. Uh, and then getting yourself back home after that, a um, lot of fragmentation around that whole whole experience. And so we have really focused on you know how patients interact with us, how we care for the patient, how we follow up you know with the patient to make sure that it is world class. And um, you know it's it's demonstrated through our net promoter score. If you look at you know typical healthcare organizations, um, their typical net promoter score is around you know twenty thirty. Um, you know, our net promoter score after 100,000 reviews um, is maintained at 95, um, which is, you know, somewhat unheard of um, in, in healthcare or in really any industry. Apple, um, I believe, is, is a little over 70 from a net promoter score, you know, perspective. And so, um, you know, it, it does uh, tell a lot in terms of what patients are really craving for. Um, that they are actually receiving in, in many other industries. They're getting their their food delivered. Uh, they're getting you know packages you know the next day after an order you know online. Why not get your healthcare you know from the comfort of your couch um, and to be able to you know be um, you know in that living room um, side by side with that patient and and delivering that care you know to the patient versus um, you know um, you know seeking. 
uh, out the the provider on the provider's time and, and not on the patient's time. Well, I'm going to share a personal story because I'm one of those 100,000 in regards to that net promoter score. Kevin, you might remember this. And before I share this story to the audience, I am receiving zero remuneration for what I'm about to share. It was about a year ago and I was very ill. We're a one car family. I'm at work and actually one of our mutual friends, Dr. John Fralick, one of the co-founders over at Sopris Health uh, with uh, one of your good friends, Patrick Leonard, he said, Mike, yep. you definitely need to get a, a prescription for an antibiotic or your cold may turn into a pneumonia type situation. And I'm like, well, I don't have a car. Maybe I can just do a telehealth visit with my uh, primary care. I call them up. They literally said to me, what do you mean by telehealth? I immediately hung up. I texted you, Kevin. And I said, can somebody from your team help? And you immediately text me back with the call in number. And I kid you not, and you go, Mike, they'll probably be there within 10 minutes. They got there at 11 and a half minutes and you heard about it and you texted me back apologizing for them being there for in 11 and a half minutes, not less than 10. And I was just ecstatic because they trying to find parking around my building in downtown. They came into my campus. We set up in, uh, in a room. They took care of me. I couldn't believe the experience. It was absolutely wonderful. So I know I'm an N of one, Kevin, but I, I definitely wanted to sing the praises because it was an incredible experience for me and my family, given our circumstances. No, it uh, never gets old hearing those experiences. We hear about, you know, a lot, you know, the geriatric patient, you know, population who we care for a great deal as, as well as, you know, younger populations as well, too. It's always great and, you know, to hear those stories. Well, let's also talk about, obviously, here we are in the midst of uh, COVID-19 and, and just the you know, terrible tragedies happening around the nation with this pandemic. Can you share a bit uh, where Dispatch Health is? How are you serving your members across the country? What has this pandemic meant for your organization? Uh, maybe you can share a bit more there as well. Yeah, I mean, it's been challenging, you know, overall. And and I speak on behalf of my clinician colleagues, you know, whether they're in private practice or in health systems, you know, this is this is something that was not planned for um, at all. Um, and you have to pivot, you know, very quickly to be able to safely deliver care to patients, to be able to protect your own clinicians. I mean, we we employ um, you know, probably 300 or so uh, clinicians across the country and in various parts of the country were, were impacted to various degrees. Um, you know, we have uh, operations in the Northeast where they were hit extremely hard. Um, we have operations in Seattle where the initial outbreak, you know, did, did occur. And so um, if you think about um, our operations, and we did open a new city amidst all this COVID uh, pandemic, um, you know, 19 uh, different markets that we operate in, we needed to standardize the way that we were delivering care in all of those practices. Um, and that goes to how patients upfront relative to their symptoms to make sure that we were clinically um, sending out the right team uh, to be able to take care of those patients, um, as well as getting the right personal protective equipment or PPE for our clinicians um, to be able to go out and safely take care of those folks, um, you know, inside the home to infectious control. Um, so making sure that we had, um, you know, the right process in place as we were going to to patient to patient, you know, delivering care. And and I think. You know, the silver lining to, to all of this, um, and I try to view 
um, you know, the, the positives uh, around this is that culturally, um, you know, we really bonded um, internally. I mean, we have now 700 employees uh, within the, the dispatch health, you know, team. Uh, we got a, a small group, you know, together that met every day, uh, multiple times a day uh, around the pandemic and, and getting everyone oriented and, and rowing in the same direction. Um, great communication out to the team and and every everyone really rallied around and and I think it it uh, built up our culture more and more. It also really highlighted um, the importance of delivering care inside the home um, and you know that's a space that we've been in obviously for for the last seven years um, and I think it it will continue to to be viewed um, uh, more so now. Um, uh, as a place, as uh, a great place to be able to access care, to be able to deliver care, and whether that's through virtual capabilities or in person, you know, this is this is not going away. Um, the cat's out of the bag, and and uh, we're going to see more and more innovation, which for me overall. Well, that's exciting. Thank you for sharing those updates there, uh, Kevin. And let's also talk about a little bit future state for Dispatch Health. I typically ask leaders like you, uh, pre-COVID, what does it look like in the next three to five years? But as you know, things are changing almost by the day, by the week. What, is, uh, what does Dispatch Health look like? Where, where do you see things in the next six, nine, 12 months? Uh, you mentioned telehealth and others. Where do you see things heading, not just for the industry, but also for Dispatch Health? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot going on, you know, right now uh, in the industry. Um, you know, we are set out to build, you know, a system of care inside the home, um, the, the hospital without walls. And, and we may not um, perform all of those services, you know, ourselves, um, but we're going to be partnering with the right folks to be able to, to really provide a system of care, you know, inside the home. And, and I'm, you know, very bullish around this. I think we have the right tools in place. We're now having tremendous results of admitting patients uh, with hospital level, um, you know, admission criteria, CHF, COPD, pneumonia patients, hyponatremic, you know, patients safely inside the home, avoiding the hospital altogether. And so if you think about this, this system of care inside, we have the ER team out in the home. Um, we're able to right-size that care, send out the team, um, to be able to treat those individuals in the home. Um, historically, about 68% of those patients, we need to escalate it to a higher level of care. Um, and that higher level of care is, is, the, is the hospital. Um, what if we actually um, provided a more advanced level of care where the patient would never have to leave the home at all? You know, typically, you go into the ER, um, you get worked up, you get sent upstairs to be admitted. Well, we're now admitting those patients directly into the home and being able to care for them in the home with everything that you would imagine um, of receiving in the, in the hospital. So uh, I would I would argue better food. Um, we're we're arranging you know the right food for the patients. We have we have uh, hospital level uh, hospitalist internal medicine trained physicians uh, managing these patients. We have bedside nursing coming to the home. We have medications being delivered you know into the home. We have imaging, you know, studies, we have durable medical equipment, you know, coming to the home. All of this is really being orchestrated by our logistics platform that we've built to be able to move different resources to point A to point B. And so that's the things that you're going to be seeing more of in the future where health systems, executives, you know, payers, they're going to be saying, hey, maybe 
maybe I don't need to build a new wing, um, you know, within the hospital um, at $2 million per, per bed. Maybe we can actually leverage the whole, you know, as a place to be able to deliver even higher level of care, whether it be primary care, home health, virtual care, ER substitution, hospital substitution care, you know, inside the home. So it's, it's pretty exciting. You may hear it in my voice. I, I'm, um, you know, pretty jazzed up uh, about the future um, of, of dispatch health as, as well as there's just the industry itself. I, I've seen so much um, creativity, innovation occurring that I've never really seen um, uh, in the last 20 years, you know, right now and how we're positioning um, ourselves um, in the future as we have this new norm that we're going to be operating in um, as healthcare providers. Well, bringing back the house call supercharged, very exciting. I mean, these are the things that I think uh, patients and now consumers, as we start thinking about that, that's what they're going to expect. That's what they're going to demand. And Dispatch Health is helping lead that charge. So thank you for sharing that vision, Kevin. It's so exciting. Uh, what a time. Uh, let's also now flip the script a bit. I'd love always to get our community involved. We have an amazing global online community that's rallied around this podcast, a, a lot of them being industry leaders themselves. Can you share with our community, Kevin, one problem, need, or question that you or Dispatch Health currently have that we can be contemplating or helping you with? Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, Dispatch Health is obviously, um, you know, not going to solve all of, of the healthcare problems. And, and, and there's, um, you know, within our industry, we want to be, you know, a piece uh, of the puzzle. And, and so it's, it's making sure that we bring the right people together uh, from a collaboration, you know, standpoint, um, to be able to to serve, you know, patients, you know, safely, um, you know, and 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 safely in, inside the home, uh, you know, setting. And I think that really starts to bring in community resources. So, um, you know, I don't know if you've talked uh, previously about just the the role of social determinants is is really having, um, you know, moving forward and and. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a bigger play. Um, you know, we have tremendous data around gaps, you know, in care, whether it be transportation or food or fall risks uh, or the inability to really pay for their medications that we're privy to when we're in the home. How do you then, you know, connect um, those patients to the community uh, and really uh, align around a, a payment model to be able to get those services to those patients that really need, you know, those services to be able to recover from their conditions uh, or just get back to a steady state. And so, you know, I think that's going to be more important um, collaboration between providers um, to payers, um, you know, hopefully the, the, the government um, CMS and, and uh, Medicare and Medicaid, we can see some payment and some incentives around being able to provide non-traditional healthcare um, uh, to patients um, uh, to be able to, to get them back to a healthier state. And so that is one area I think we all need to just continue to uh, brainstorm um, and develop solutions because we know that there's, there's positive outcomes that do come out of this, um, but we need a more sustainable you know, model to be able to 
make this uh, standard practice for all of us. Yeah, we actually did, had uh, Manic Bot, the chief strategy officer and co-founder of, of Healthify on recently to discuss exactly what you're outlining right now, Kevin. And it is something that we all need to continue to grapple with, think through and, and give some real dedicated attention to social determinants of health. I couldn't agree more. So thank you for, again, echoing exactly what Manic shared on, on a recent episode as well. So very important and love to have the community think through how do we continue to tackle that. It is incredibly important. And, well, more important than ever now, given the pandemic that's staring us in the face. So thank you for that, Kevin. And as we wrap up, where can we find you online, some social contact points, websites, or otherwise, where can we find you? Yeah, uh, dispatchhealth.com you know, is, is our website. Um, um, you know, if, if you're a, a patient or a consumer in the markets uh, that we serve, you can download our mobile app uh, on iOS, Android stores. Um, uh, you know, I'm active on uh, personally on, on Twitter at K Riddleberger um, uh, as as my handle. So those are a few different areas that uh, to find more information about Dispatch Health as, as well as myself. Excellent. We'll also leave those contact points over at passionatepioneers.com, our free global online community. There'll be an entire article there with the contact points and more information uh, for Dispatch Health and for all of you to leave some feedback, questions, or ideas for, for Kevin and the team. So again, over at passionatepioneers.com. All right, Kevin, we're going to close it out here. we got to fill in the blank for you. One of my favorite parts of being able to spend time with leaders like you. Fill this blank in. And it is, I'm a passionate pioneer because? I want to be able to drive and, and push healthcare forward, passionate about being able to, you know, fulfill the quadruple aim and, um, you know, what we're doing and, and delivering that at Dispatch Health. I love it. And you guys are certainly doing that. It's been an honor to be able to watch the, the evolution of Dispatch Health right here in Denver, Colorado, your headquarters. And of course, uh, more importantly, it's an honor to be able to call you a friend, Kevin, and, and a mentor and everything that you've meant to me personally and professionally and otherwise. So on behalf of passionate pioneers and our community around the world, thank you for spending time with us today, especially given your very busy schedule. We're rooting you on. Keep us posted on any other future updates. But again, Kevin, thank you for being with us today. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode. 